The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you, we're living free We're a quilt of many colors And we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country And America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today is April 1st, 2014, and I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm your host, Gary Ray, and uh, Linda is attending one of her important meetings uh, that she has every now and then. She might be showing up uh, this today. If not, she will be back uh, next week. We have with us also uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, and Staff Sergeant Charles Eggleston, U.S. Army retired. Gentlemen, how are you doing this morning? Everything's great, Gary. All right. Anything exciting that happened in the last week that you want to share with us, or was it just a normal week? Busy as usual and normal. <laughs> All right. And Charles? In the veterans community, um, it's never a dull week or a normal week. Uh, as uh, military the Purple Heart and other forces like American Legion, DAV, we stormed the hill last week. Uh to give Congress a piece of our mind and to make sure <laughs> they push for the correct legislation and stop cutting us as the veterans on both fronts, active duty as well as retired. So um, we're making sure that our subsidies are, are met for those who need the subsidies, which is should be to every veteran. But uh, also, you know, we had a chance to engage directly with a lot of the Senate side to make sure they pull, push these new veterans' bills and a new VA bill, you know, basically getting rid of the guys who are responsible for the backlog in the VA system, which I think is a step forward. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Well, 
Our show title today is the original Band of Brothers, the Purple Heart. Our guest at age 20 years of age, he was drafted in his second year as he was going through the California college system. The year of 1967 was the Vietnam War and it was ramping up. He was actually sent to basic training at Fort Org, California, and advanced infantry training at Fort Polk, Louisiana. His MOS, light mortars, which prepared him for deployment to Vietnam. He served as 11 Bravo infantry for 12 months as a gunner carrying an M79 grenade launcher with the 1st Battalion, 12th Infantry, 4th Infantry Division. Among the most intense battles he fought is actually with Hill 875, where he was wounded. He then went and fought in 1968 in the offensive, and instead of returning home after one year, he extended his tour. He stayed another seven months as a battalion chaplain's assistant. His final rank during the active duty was staff sergeant. In 2007, he discovered the military order of the Purple Heart and became a life member. That same year, he was elected as junior vice commander of the local chapter 147. He moved up the ladder and was elected to the office of the chapter commander as well as the Oregon department commander. He held these offices for several years, even while being appointed the national historian in 2010. He still holds the national office as well as the national public relations officer for the military order of the Purple Heart. Let me introduce Mr. Jim James Klug, okay? Uh, National Public Relations Director and also National Historian. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? Good morning, Gary. Thank you for that nice introduction, and I'm really pleased to be joining you on the air as well as Charles and Bill. Welcome. Hey, welcome, brother. Hey. All right. Welcome, welcome. All right. Well, I think the best thing to do is just start off here is what is the badge of military merit? Well, um, most people uh, in the United States uh, sadly don't know that portion of history going back to the efforts of General George Washington as he was commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. It was on August 7, 1782, that General George Washington recognized that something needed to be done for his troops. Uh, Funding was gone, morale was low, and even though the uh, the Paris peace talks were starting off, and uh, the hope for uh, a final settlement of the battle for freedom um, was just around the corner in 1783. General George Washington wanted to do something for his troops that showed uh, a tenacity through the years and many, many years of no pay, uh, poor supplies, and very little recognition. General George Washington created on August 7th, 1782, the badge of military merit. And that was, in fact, the beginning of what we know today as the Purple Heart. Wow. All right. Now, Charles, do you have a question? Uh, I just wanted to add to that. Actually, um, the badge of merit was actually our first version of the Medal of Honor. So just imagine. The oldest decoration uh, in military arsenal is uh-huh. being carried that on. That is correct. By, yes. Carried on by great guys like Jim Clue, which who is probably one of the best historians and absolute best photographer I ran into. And so happened to wear the purple <laughs> heart, so it makes me happy all the way around. 
All right. Uh, okay. You're very kind, Charles. <laughs> All right. As far as uh, my, go ahead. my question to you, Jim, while while I'm at it, is what kind of outreach programs are the military or Purple Heart doing to recover some of these young veterans right now? Um, since you deal with public relations and you know, basically, what are we what are we doing as a military Purple Heart to elicit these new veterans? and to elicit the, the, the older generation veterans that felt so disenfranchised in the past. And, you know, basically, what are we doing to get these guys back in the ram of things? Well, Charles, that's a great question, my friend. Uh, I've got I've to add, uh, in, in answering that, Charles, you certainly are the fruit of that effort. Uh, your sacrifice and service, my friend, uh, is unquestionable in our order and in your community. You stand out as one of the veterans warriors that did the job that needed to be done, how it needed to be done at any cost and at any price. And we in the military uh, military of the Purple Heart, uh, the very existence of our order is a testimony to the preservation and the support of veterans. Um, throughout the years since my involvement in 2007 with the Military of the Purple Heart, I've watched a continued outreach effort to bring in those uh, that are serving currently and being discharged for medical reasons and or have just retired in their normal cycling of their tour. What I think is particularly gratifying is our current commander, Ron Seibels, has made an absolute commitment to bringing in the new, uh, newest uh, service veterans to include women. Um, now more and more, as all of us know, that women are finding their way into the uh, front lines of combat and duty, and we think of so many veterans um, and that we know personally that now have served and are ladies that are carrying uh, shrapnel and wounds from uh, actions received uh, in combat. And Charles, just as you just mentioned, here on the Hill we had one of our uh, chapter commanders um, there on the Hill with us, and she was wounded in, in service in Iraq. And so right. we reach out, we recognize the asset in our youth and uh, our younger uh, uh, warriors, such as yourself, Charles. And it's it's an amazing thing to see this uh the younger we're, i'm 68 and charles the the difference of years may be only few but the energy that you possess and uh, in spite of the injuries that you sustained you're the glory of our order and the newer generation are the ones that will be carrying the banner of protection to our veterans is through the years to come and so we're thankful for that we're continually reminded that only one thing we are about in the military of the purple heart and that service to our combat wounded veterans i appreciate that i mean like i say if it was for guys like you jim uh i wouldn't be in the order because yeah. the order made me feel at home, and I saw them doing what they call a just cause, uh, such as that young commander, female commander, a lioness. Yeah. If you, if yeah. all you don't know what a lioness is, it's the females that served on com in the combat zone, and especially those who got injured, automatically yeah. lioness. They're the toughest of the tough. They make guys yeah. like me look like uh, like a boy scout. You know, know. And not, to, know. not to diminish the Boy Scouts because it's a greater cause, but, uh, you know, these 
these gals and ladies and women are just tough as nails. But at the same yeah. time, they still have that mystique about them, you know, and that's the great part of the Lions yeah. group. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know, I agree with you there, Charles. Jim Jim is something else. I mean, the few times I talked to him, I learned a heck of a lot of stuff about the Purple Heart organization. He sent me an article. uh, I guess it's an actual picture of a a newspaper. Uh, I believe it had, uh, it's back in, what was it, 1782, I believe it was? Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly uh, correct. Gary, um, um, as national historian, this is a, um, a passion that goes back in for myself uh, for in excess of 50, 50 years. Um, uh, we grew up as kids, uh, in, being the baby boomers, we uh, played, uh, you know, Army as kids. And uh, our culture was uh, centered around service and sacrifice. And so it wasn't uh, unusual for us to be, you know, uh, doing those type of things. Well, uh, as, the, as I became uh, closely aligned with the efforts of the military of the Purple Heart, I was contacted by a national... Uh, sales uh, antique dealer, and he said, Jim, I have something that I know you have told me you would like to have. And so this is a newspaper archiver, and he said, I have an original Providence Gazette and Country Journal newspaper, and the date on it on the masthead is August 31st, 1782. The significance of that newspaper in itself, of even in spite of looking at the years, which is an amazing document in itself, but it was the first printing for the general public to learn about what General George Washington had created in Newburgh, New York, for his Continental Army, and that was the creation of the Badge of Military Merit. So that document is archived and placed under two layers of UV archive museum-grade glass hanging in the shade of my office. And uh, that document is the very... Um, a cornerstone of the preservation of our heritage for the military order of the Purple Heart. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Gary Ray, along with Charles, Bill, and our guest, Jim. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Well, welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jim, uh, from the uh, Military Order of the Purple Heart. And, uh, uh, Bill, you had a question? Yes, uh, Gary, and, and, and this is to Jim. When did the, uh, the award, the Purple Heart as we know it today, come into existence, and uh, who made that happen? Oh, great question, Bill. Um, Few know about, and uh, we always kind of chuckle a little bit uh, about the Purple Heart because there's so there's in spite of being one of this nation's most recognized uh, awards. Um, few know the history of it. Back in 1931, Army Chiefs of Staff General Douglas MacArthur resurrected the idea for the medal uh, to be uh, brought back after almost a hundred in excess of 150 years of kind of. Uh, through the First World War, and it it wasn't used at that point. Well, at that point, uh, Mac- Douglas MacArthur uh, enlisted the efforts of Elizabeth Will, uh, the task of designing the medal, uh, following some guidelines that were provided for her. Well, uh, then from there, once they found uh, a basic, you know, uh, shape of and everything else and the, the concept of, the Commission of Fine Arts obtained plaster molds from approximately three sculptors, and on May 1931, the, what we know as the Purple Heart today, it was produced by John Simcock of, Phil, of the Philadelphia Mint. Well, then fast forward just a short period of time, then on February 22, 1932, the 200th anniversary of George Washington's birth, the Department of the Army uh, DOD, or rather the Department of Defense, established the Purple Heart uh, Medal as we know it today in General Order Number Three. So it went from 1782 to 1932, and many will look and see on, for instance, just on our military uh, order, the Purple Heart. You'll see two dates on there: 1782 and 1932. That's the reason those dates are on there, as well as 1932 was the year that 
the military order, the Purple Heart, was established. And the reason for that is that we well recognized at that period of time in our nation's history that there should be and rightfully is an organization devoted ex- and, and reserved exclusively for those individuals that have been combat wounded. As, uh, and uh, so that gives us the opportunity of a fraternal organization. The, and uh, earlier on we spoke that the Purple Heart is the and I think uh, Charles mentioned this, the Purple Heart is the oldest decoration and the oldest recognition in history and in continual use in the entire world. So we're well proud of that. And, Bill, I I hope that, you know, that focuses in a little bit. The transitional time uh, from, you know, the badge of military merit of 1782 and the timelining there, the roots, and even on the front of the Purple Heart, as you look at it, you'll see the image of George Washington. You'll see his family crest up above it, which are the three red stars and the two uh, red stripes on it and the leaves on either side of it. And then on the back of the Purple Heart, it says it's inscribed in part of the medal. It says for military merit. So, in fact, it is a it is a document award that is so significant in, and has so much history starting back to the very birth of our hit of our nation and actually just slightly before the birth of our nation because it was it was issued as the badge of military merit as we've discussed in 1782 so it it it's the very foundational uh emblem of our nation's existence Jim, right. it certainly is a very impressive award and it and it stands out uh, it, to me personally. Any time I see a person who has earned that award and wore it proudly, I, I, I have the greatest respect for them. And and I guess uh, you know, moving on beyond that, is this uh, what just does the uh, the Purple Heart mean to those that have earned it, and uh, how has, uh, has the Purple Heart changed our life? Wow! Wow! Boy, Charles and I could write a we could write a book on that one. And those of us that have, uh, there are times and there are stories that we've all heard of those that have returned from combat and conflict, and have um, had some uh, emotional conflict with the award of a Purple Heart and any other medal of of signifying that they have been in a battle situation. Uh, ultimately, though, I'd like to maybe hope that I could uh, maybe move through those emotions to the point that where finally I believe, I think with all, I don't think with very few exceptions, that there's a time and a place where those of us that have been in conflict, uh, con- combat and have been faced with the prospects of, of death and we then come out of that and we look at our awards, those awards are dear to our heart, um, um, and I don't believe uh, that probably I don't recognize anybody that I know of, and um, I don't think there's the exception out there that a Purple Heart has to be awarded for military merit in addition to the sacrifice and having bled by the hand of the enemy in combat, and that organization that forms that and the whole uh, concept of the issuance of the Purple Heart is it's a medal that was designed for the common soldier. When we say common soldier, you don't have to have rank. You can go in as the at a pay grade of of private, 
and have been wounded and received the Purple Heart. And it's a signet of those individuals that have been there and fought and uh, risked every single thing that is precious to that individual, which can be nothing less than life in and of itself. And we lay that on the line as we will protect and defend, even at the peril of our own life. And that signifies that slight little difference between life and death. And, of course, the Purple Heart is also issued to individuals that have died in, in combat. So it's an emotional medal that has so much involved in it, Bill. Yes, yes it is. And, uh, Jim, I, 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 I identify with that very closely. And just looking at your uh, uh, service to this country, uh, obviously, uh, uh, from my knowledge, you were in Vietnam at the same time I was there from uh, October 67 to September 68, and I see, and you were in the Tuco area, and I was yeah. just above you in uh, in uh, I Corps, serving I in uh, Quang Nai Province. Uh, well, Bill, welcome home, my friend. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I, yeah, we're a band of brothers uh, <laughs> at, that have come home, and uh, as I said, to Gary here yesterday. Um, we love to embrace each other in in a compassionate embrace of welcome home, and uh, that is such a privilege. We have a bond between us as as brothers in arms, and uh, Charles is uh, is a dear brother to me. Uh, um, I I couldn't count a better friend than those that I've made in the military or to the Purple Heart, and it's an organization. As we are an organization, we're all band of brothers and sisters that have fought to defend right. that that we love the most, the Americas that we that we're talking from right now. All right. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy you were able to sum that up like that on Charles, uh, uh, because <laughs> yeah. he and I worked together uh, quite a bit. Uh, he's been the uh, state commander here in Maryland for the Purple yep. Heart, and uh, I've been the department commander for the DAV, so we do a lot of work together, and uh, we're into a lot of things to help our men and women who've served. I'd like to piggyback on that one, too, Bill. You know, I don't want I don't want any listeners out there for a minute to think that we don't have guys just as honorable or as not more honorable than we are. For instance, yes. yourself, Bill. I mean, you bestow so much honor. Anytime I'm in your presence, I feel gravitated. You know, you are my brother. You know, and if you was if you was a lady, you'd still be my. You wouldn't be my lady because there's only one person for that. <laughs> but you'd still be a part of the band. You know, and you have yeah. to be conscious about stuff like that so you don't create a, a sim of elitist. Because some folks yeah. get so caught up in them that they become a, a group of elitists. We're not that group. We're the group that do, does outreach. We're the group that try to help folks put their life together. We're the group that looks forward in history with the tradition from the past. All right. That's what we want. All right. Charles, great. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, that was one of my directions, too. The Military of the Purple Heart, uh, it's a focused uh, group of individuals. However, we help all veterans. We don't just help uh, Purple Heart veterans. We're involved in outreach and our veteran service officers, as with all other veteran service groups across the United States that are out there, like you say, DAV, 
couldn't have a more solid organization. We're just proud to pair up and to fellow and to uh, work side by side for the betterment of all veterans. Uh, Charles uh, said this, and, uh, and I've got to also underline it, maybe say it just uh, slightly different. Those of us that wear the Purple Heart, we're not better. And, and right. frankly, most all of I think probably without a very few exceptions, those of us with Purple Hearts, we wonder how on earth uh, those that fought right next to us didn't get a Purple Heart. And one of our other statements that we make amongst our order is, my goodness, uh, uh, we didn't duck quick enough, and uh, we it, it's we're not better. We're just we just have a different award. The valor and the and the tenacity of those that fought right by our side and weren't wounded is no different than us. Uh, we just had a, a slightly different lot in life, and and those of us that were wounded, we were wounded. This is not the Silver Star, Bronze Star, Congressional Medal of Honor, which is a valor. This is a, uh, an indicator of service and sacrifice where we had been wounded in that. And All right. So it, we're, uh, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And welcome back, Linda. Uh, Linda's with us now. Uh, I guess her meeting wasn't as long as I expected. You back there, oh, Linda? No, no, I'm on my way to the meeting. Oh, okay. I only All got right. your message very late. No, today is the release of the RAM study about the needs of caregivers with the Dole Foundation. So the big announcement okay. is being made at the press club at one o'clock today. All right. All right. Well, All we right. wish you a safe trip there, and uh, don't forget the Purple Heart guys. Uh, That's right. You got, That's you right. Got I wouldn't forget that. Nor your lady. <laughs> All right. All right, yeah. All right. No problem. <laughs> All right, American Heroes Water is the first of several consumer products that will be sold nationally to benefit the Military Order of the Purple Heart Service Foundation. AHN and the Military Order of the Purple Heart Service Foundation have entered into an exclusive product support agreement that will benefit many. We all look forward to welcoming American Heroes Water into commissaries, veteran service organizations, food service locations, as well as retail outlets throughout the U.S. Look for American Heroes Water, powered by the American Heroes Network, on your local retail shelves around July 4th, 2014. If you don't see it, ask your retailer to order it. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda, Charles, Bill, and our guest, Jim. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Jim Klug, uh, from the Military Order of the Purple Heart. And, uh, Charles, you had a question. Yes, my qu- I have a two-part question for you, Jim. And I uh, kind of like know the answer to one, but, you know, at the National Summit that we had, we talked about the other pieces of legislation. Um, first of all, I'd like for you to explain what is the what is the definition of the Purple Heart and what is the requirements of the Purple Heart. Second part, explain, you know, the, the military order of Purple Heart stand and just the general audience of the stand as uh, the Fort Hood and other, you know, killings in the military that were not in combat. I repeat, not in combat. It mm-hmm. wasn't deemed to be a terrorist event. Well, uh, good questions, Charles. Um, you had mentioned earlier that we just had a, uh, a uh, our annual march on the hill, and uh, that effort was put together by National Commander Ron Seibels, and he brought in all of our uh, region commanders from across the entire United States, along with the other officers of the military or the Purple Heart, and... Um, each year um, when Congress is in session is to visit them and to bring forward the uh, concerns and uh, uh, issues that are before us that uh, we feel as though our representatives uh, aid us uh, with uh, providing those benefits. Um, And we had typically we try to um, center upon approximately five or so issues this year uh, just to ricochet off of them just a little bit. We have VA uh, claims process. That was our first congressional concern that we brought to our representatives about the uh, um, funding and about the efforts uh, to uh, shorten the timeline for service uh, benefits for those that have returned from active duty. 
another one that uh, it has evolved in our understanding because it used to be called shell shock and uh, and frankly even before that we were told just to get on with life but that's traumatic brain injury um, and uh, we left off uh, that's a little bit of a, a shock to people because they're used to hearing it as traumatic brain injury uh, um, disorder but it's not a disorder it's traumatic brain injury and that connects very close to uh, our um, um, PTSD and that's and that's disorder post-traumatic stress disorder but the traumatic brain injury um, it's just a tragedy. It's a tragedy, and we're seeing more and more of it. And so between the TBI and the post-traumatic stress disorder, those are two extremely uh, important issues that uh, we additionally brought to our representatives. And I think the last two, I think the one that we think of Wendy Buckingham, who is our um, Ron Seibel's, uh, have has just done a beautiful job in bringing Wendy in. Wendy is our veterans, uh, a women's veterans issues coordinator, and Wendy is a is a strong leader in that uh, capacity. Women's uh, veterans health care is a tremendous concern to us and this nation because of the number of women that are finding their way yet to the front lines as well as even in a combat environment. Even those facilities uh, that we've typically recognized. Um, uh, for women uh, are in an evolutionary uh, process right now where they're evolving into something to better suit their needs as well as even the veterans uh, uh, issues for the women uh, in active duty so there's there's a concern there too and I I think probably the the final thing that really encompasses all the other four is advanced funding for all VA programs uh, it's hard to run any business without having some funding up front, and instead of waiting down as we t- typically had, uh, the legislative uh, action of 2009 was signed into law providing advanced uh, appropriate funding for the VA medical facilities uh, efforts. And uh, so that's another beautiful thing that we uh, um, need to really uh, keep in front of us as a uh, concern for our re- legislators. And this is something that not only us as in the veterans community, but us as citizens of the United States, we need to encourage our representatives that this nation has uh, a group of individuals, and at this point probably less than one, well, a little over 1% of the citizens are responding to the call to service, and we need to meet those needs of those service members as they finally uh, stop from deployment. Um, and one following up finally on your question, Charles, the uh, we're finding a lot of uh, a lot of uh, pressure upon the issuance uh, DOD's uh, interest in in defining the direction of of the issuance of medals and uh, for service and and everything else and so uh, of the particularly I think probably where we're finding the highest uh, uh, pressure for um, uh, DOD to recognize wounds uh, of, and death caused by individuals and as you had mentioned Charles the Fort Hood uh, DOD at this point it has um, not made a decision to issue that and our official uh, stance from the military or the Purple Heart is to uh, back that the DOD um, 
you know, puts forth. And at this point, we are holding to that uh, because of the fact that it wasn't in a uh, combat role with a uh, um, with a designated enemy in uniform. Uh, even though, sadly, those individuals were killed and uh, some were maimed uh, that will carry with them forever. And uh, tr the tragedy is immense. And uh, our hearts are saddened with that, uh, but it's a tough call, and it's a... So I hope that answers a little bit. All right. It does, and I, I want to expand on that as well because I experienced that. Uh, as I explained to you, explained to some of my guys at the summit is... I was in Iraq, and the same situation happened. Uh, a, a specialist was—he was—he was really kind of screwed up in the head. But he wore the suit, just like the major wore the suit. He served in the same military, like the major served in the same military at Fort Hood. And he threw a grenade in a tent in Iraq and blew up the command structure. Uh, he took out three of the commands, as well as some NCOs as well. Uh, that was it was a terrorist we consider it it was it was it, we looked at it as a terrorist habitat, but when they looked at the red red tape and black and white, it was basically suit on suit uh and none of those individuals, even though they was in a combat zone, was awarded the purple heart because it didn't meet the requirements they they had to be wounded by the opposition or the combat yeah, by the and the yeah, only time the we have awarded. The Purple Heart, uh, in any in my era, is 9/11, and that's the individuals that got got hit at the um, Pentagon by the plane. That's the only time, and I'm not sure about Pearl Harbor, but like I say, in my time, that's way before my time, Pearl Harbor. But in in my time, the only instance of the Purple Heart being awarded to any individuals was when our ter when a terrorist group from another nation attacked us on 9-11 by flying into the Pentagon. Some of those right. individuals received a Purple Heart. I've been in situations in Iraq that, you know, persons were killed in combat, uh, seriously maimed in combat, but didn't receive, didn't meet the requirements of the Purple Heart. And I probably have listeners saying, so they was killed in combat. Why wouldn't that be? It could have been a friendly fire instance. It could have been accidental instance. It could have just been as a tank battalion, a third of a tank, tank battalion went over a ridge that was 75 feet in the air, didn't pick it up, and they crashed to their demise. And that happens. It's considered accidental. It's not by the destructive device of, you know, the the opposition or component. It wasn't IED. Right. It was just a force. Charles, I have a question for you. Do you think that you because of the lack of documentation. Uh, when people talk about it after they get home, it's very difficult to rally the group to write the documentation that is required for the Purple Heart. Do you still think that that's one of the reasons? Uh, in that case, it wouldn't be because that's accidental. But in a okay. lot of cases uh, that I deal with, it is the lack of command documentation on mm -hmm. those individuals. All right. Uh, and as you know, DOD is going over all that and scrubbing it. And most folks come to me because I, I, I assist a lot of veterans in getting that Purple Heart paper in. I'm dealing with a couple of uh, female veterans right now that meet the requirements for Purple Heart. I have all that paperwork in hand. And I'm pushing it through, doc, through precious metals, 
and awards through DOD. That's how you get this. That's mm-hmm. how you get that in the light. Precious medals and awards. I'm going through that department, and you can go through it through the Senate or or House, uh, Navy, Army, or Air Force liaison team that's in the basement. All right, so you have two ways to go about it, you know. Um, but that's the easiest way to go about it, and so far I've been 100%. I've helped probably about 20 individuals get their Purple Hearts. That's true. So, uh, so that's well, good, and, and it's it's you know it's a it's what they call an outside or or a non-site, you know, because mm-hmm. you know it's been told, and I, I've seen the documentation. My commander didn't like me, so whether I got shot and blown up or whatever, I'm not gonna put him in for anything. He don't deserve it. That's not your call. He did this action. Okay. It's a it's his action. Right. You can't take that action away from that individual. Right. And some commands looked at themselves as a guard, and they took that actions away from that individual, which was absolutely wrong. And right. they're paying for it now. But uh, right. that is the process. Okay. okay. We're going to take a quick short break again, but before we do, I want to remind everyone that American Heroes Network is not just a radio program. In order for you to stay updated on what's going on, go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. We are also available on any mobile device, and on all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda, Charles, Bill, and our guest Jim. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes Network. Network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Jim Klug. Uh, and uh, Linda, you had a question. Well, I think one of the things that's so interesting about the VSOs and these benevolent organizations is the impact they make on those returning and their family afterward. And I'd like Jim to speak to the value of these organizations, both during times of combat and afterward, when people come back to reintegrate into their community. Well, great question, Linda. Um, Without any reservation, I don't think there's a veterans uh, veteran service organization that uh, isn't doing a wonderful job out there. Uh, Not all organizations are directed exactly from the same roots. However, the same focus point of our veterans is that main focus point of of the direction of the service. Uh, Earlier, Bill had mentioned uh, about his affiliation and his uh, involvement with DAV. And uh, um, speaking of the military of the Purple Heart, our very existence uh, back in 1932 was that for protection and mutual interest of all that had received the Purple Heart. And the exclusiveness of that organization, like I, um, maybe uh, the subtitling of it, is that uh, it's uh, it's an organization composed uh, of strictly combat wounded veterans, and so um, the award process of the Purple Heart was the qualifier for inclusion into the organization. Uh, but I'd like to say that. Th- the military of the Purple Heart, as I uh, shared this last uh, segment, uh, we look outside of the order. We don't exclusively deal with only the issues for veterans, just like when we were on the Hill, as Charles brought up first, and I explained a little bit some of the objectives. We're looking at reaching out to the entire veterans community, uh, mm-hmm. all branches of service, men and women alike, and saying, what can we as a nation do better to serve and protect those that have served and protected us while uh, in the in harm's way in the service of this nation? So the post-deployment um, uh, of our armed forces as we come home, the veteran service organizations are absolutely vital in their outreach and effort to protect and defend those that have and provide the services that are so needed. DAV, we see that all over, and we're so proud of the efforts of DAV. Uh, American Legion, uh, um, you know, we, uh, you know, there's, we could just name every single one of them, AMVETS, and down the line, and uh, they're wonderful. They meet the needs of our of our veterans community. So, Military of the Purple Heart is proud to be a, a part of that effort, and uh, we come together in harmony with the rest of the veteran service organizations and want to reach out to all the veterans. And those of you that are listening today, if you have a concern, if you have an issue, if you'd like to be involved with us, any of the veterans organizations, 
I please, I just, I beg of you, contact us. A lot of times we kind of step away from it after we've deployed and we don't want to uh, be involved with any organization that brings up those harsh memories of service, but there's healing in it. Charles will be the first one and he's, and uh, to say, as I will too, I found more healing in the military or the Purple Heart than I have any other outlet that is available to, available to me. And uh, most of the organizations, you'll rarely hear a war story of what happened except for a slight introduction, just like you did, uh, you know, earlier on it, uh, you know, uh, Gary, uh, with my background. But yes. um, we're proud of the efforts of all of our VSO organizations across the United States. And, of course, our military or the Purple Heart, we're also so very proud of their efforts also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's another example of peers helping peers across yeah. the conflict. And I think Beautiful. that is part of the healing process that you're talking about, people who get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Uh, you know, there's we, uh, we're a broad-based organization, and like I shared earlier, we have a brand-new office created for women's issues uh, with Wendy Buckingham, and she will do good things for our order for the veterans of the United States, the women that have served diligently and faithfully in the service of this nation. So we're proud of what Wendy's done. We're proud that Commander Seibels has recognized this need in our community of veterans and is, uh, has placed Wendy in, in right up front. And Wendy was there marching on the hill, like Charles referred to, and uh, it was a proud day. You could see nothing but blue blazers and purple hearts on the metro and down almost every single hallway in D.C. this entire last week. It was a proud moment for us, each and every one of us that was there. Absolutely. And I may add, I may add to that. Jim, is um, we have a lifesaver in our in our town. Uh, the name is Bill Forbes, and our serious lifesaver is Linda Crater. She's the step between life and death, truthfully. And she may say she's a caregiver, but she's our suicide prevention part uh, partner, and she partners with us, uh, Military Purple Heart, Maryland. So I have to give bravos to, to Linda because she's the salvation with the know-how and the inter- intervention to stop most of these guys who are on the edge. I've been there for going over the edge. And without her, yeah. it wouldn't be a whole lot of us around. So uh, Linda having the know-how and the tenacity, we're able to save more lives across the board than you can just imagine. All right. Thank you, Charles. That's very kind. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. And again, uh, we only have about just under two minutes left. And Jim, we want to thank you for being on our show today. We covered a lot of information. Uh, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing, Jim? Um, I, Gary, uh, we're so proud of the efforts of American Heroes Network, and we're proud with your uh, reaching out to the military order, the Purple Heart Service Foundation. Um, from our very first conversation here just approximately a month ago, um, I knew you were the man in the right place at the right time in this nation's needs and objectives, and we are proud to partner with you, and we look so forward to the opportunity of furthering that effort to reach out to veterans. Um, and I, I look at Charles, I look at Bill and Linda, all of your efforts absolutely uh, we're, we're in awe of it and we're thankful for this opportunity of coming before the nation and talking about the veterans that have stepped forward and raised their right hand and said that they will protect and defend right. and uh, 
God bless them. God bless the United States of America. We're so proud to be citizens and participate in this great exercise of freedom. And uh, maybe the thing that uh, we uh, all recognize and have read on the Korean War uh, memorial that um, freedom isn't free. Somebody has to pay the price, and our veterans in service have paid that price. Right. Well, thank you, Jim. And Linda? I'm just so grateful that the point was made that Purple Heart MOPH does not just reach out to those with Purple Hearts. I think people need to know that they have an additional resource that they may not have thought was available to them. So thank you so much for sharing that, both Jim and Charles. All right. Charles? I'm just proud and honored to be in you know, in the great audience and in your presence, because this uh, this is one of the best teams I've actually been on radio with. Just a great team. Bravo to all you guys. I appreciate it. You too, Charles. And, Charles, and you Bill? too, my friend. Bill? Jim, thank you for being with us, and I certainly hope you will come back again. And specifically when you return, I would like for you to talk about the Purple Heart Museum in New York, which I have visited a very, very impressive facility beautiful bill nice. you're uh, you're a leader and a uh, cornerstone a lieutenant colonel and i am thankful for your service i'm thankful for your input and uh uh it just is it's it's uh it's amazing to come together uh i'm humbled and i'm also challenged every time as a national historian uh my my a perfect world would be to preserve the memory of each and every one of us that have served this nation. And uh, and even those that haven't served, those that are trying to preserve the memory. And uh, there's a tremendous effort here and an awakening in this nation. I think the time is ripe for us as Americans to recognize those that have stepped forward again. And I'm proud of this station. And I'm proud, of Gary and Linda, of your efforts. Thank you so All much. Right, thank you. Thank you. And remember, the thank American you. Heroes Network spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda, Charles, Bill, and our guest, Jim Klug, from the Military Order of the Purple Heart, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Have a terrific week, and say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. 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 Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 